Long time no chat. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back to Cleteracy. I think. Maybe, I'm not totally sure. I might like return and then disappear for another year. I don't even know how long it's been. Um, yeah, welcome back. I am currently laying in my bed. I'm not even lying to you. I woke up and realized it was 7.54 in the morning. And I was like, I think it's time. Like, I think it's time to film a clitoracy episode, which is really weird. I went home for one day back in December. And I was talking to my mom, as I usually do, because she went home with me. And I was like, I think I should, I think I should take my mic home. And I am so sorry if you can hear some of the cars. It is a very, I live on a very busy street. And so you can sometimes hear them in the background. But yeah, I don't really even have a plan for this episode. I feel like there's just kind of like a lot on my chest, a lot on my heart. And I think I'm just going to talk it out. And normally that tends to bring something up and tends to bring some comfort. So I hope that you, I don't know, you just sit back and listen and think of me as a friend, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should start off with like kind of why I left. And I feel like I'm always like, I feel like I've made so many videos about why I left because in the beginning I was doing literacy every single week. I had so many ideas. I absolutely loved it. Like the support I was getting was astounding. And then I realized like as much as I am such a proponent of like sexuality and sensuality, it felt like who I was portraying myself as. I mean, while that really is me, it felt like it was really like all of me, if that makes sense. Like for a while, my entire personality just became, oh, that's Jasmine. Oh, like she talks about this, this, and this, and she shares her stories. And that was just like who I was. And it got to the point where I realized like people that were trying to interact with me, people that were trying to get to know me, people that were hearing about clitoracy just kind of forgot or not forgot, but I guess they just, they started to make like this image up of me in their mind and then would try and meet me or, or get to know me based on that image. And then the entire time they would be projecting that image onto me. And then they'd get upset when they realized like that just wasn't who I was or that wasn't all of who I was. So it was really hard trying to balance that. And then, I mean, I can't even think about like what I said in my last update video, but at one point I was receiving like DMs from accounts that would explicitly send me like rape fantasies and send me like deep messages like, oh, I masturbate to your voice. Like, it's amazing that you tell these stories. And for a really long time, I was like, like, obviously, I knew that there would be creeps out there and shit like that. Like, I knew that there would be people who just wouldn't get the message. Oh, excuse me. 
You do not need to be honking at eight in the morning. <laughs> um, like I knew there were people that there would be people that just didn't get the point of what I was trying to do, didn't get the reason I was trying to do this. And it was really hard because there were so many people that would text me and they'd be like, they they like they really understood like the meaning behind everything, the foundation behind everything, and they felt loved and they felt accepted and and for a while that was really all I wanted. I just wanted people to know that like it is so natural, it is so human to to want to have an orgasm and to want to be loved and to and to want to feel the amazing things that like true sensuality and true honored sexuality can bring right oh jesus christ these cars are so loud i'm sorry i hope it's like kind of like an asmr i mean i'm just being real and honest i'm literally laying in my bed right now holding this microphone so i kind of felt discouraged and it wasn't that i was like oh there's people not getting it like obviously one person out of 10 isn't going to stop me you know if there's nine great outcomes and one bad outcome it isn't going to stop me but it did hinder me for a while as you can tell because I just kind of fell off because I was battling with the whole like I always want to be my true and authentic self I always want to be open and honest and I felt like I wasn't being open and honest you know and Then at the same time, I was like, I'm receiving all of this shit, and it feels like I'm just wading through gunk, right? And so, like, I realized at the very beginning, I kind of put on this foundation where I was like, I'm going to talk about sex. And then, like, as time went on, I was like, fuck, I don't have enough sex (laughs) to make a whole podcast every single week and talk about it. Like, listen, I love sex. But even myself, like, there's things that I still battle. Like, for example, like, I I still get on my ass about my body count, even though part of me knows, like, hey, listen, this is a social construct. We shouldn't be worrying about it. But then for me, I get stressed out and I get nervous and I, I think about it. I'm like, is this rooted in religious trauma? Is this rooted in me shaming myself? Is this rooted in me feeling like I'm dishonoring myself? And then I have to go through all the notions. And I'm like, why? Why am I freaking out about this? Why am I stressing about it? Is it because it has something to actually do with the number? Or is it because I'm running away from something? Is it because I know that me sleeping sleeping with this person was masking an insecurity of mine? It was masking a doubt of mine. And I mean, we've gone through that. You guys have heard me talk about that. You've heard me talk about how I have slept with people to self-sabotage. You've heard me talk about how I've slept with people because I was hurting because I wanted someone else so badly and I couldn't handle that. And I put all my worth into that connection to the point where I was like, if I can't have that, I need to just ruin everything and break every form of that connection because... The only way that I can see it is in this specific example. Like, I want him in this way and only in this way. And if I can't have that, I'm going to drive myself crazy and I need to go out and do something that makes me feel like shit. 
but makes me feel good for just one minute. So I was battling all of this and I was battling the fact that I felt like I wasn't being authentic and I wasn't being honest. Like, yes, I was, there was a level to it. That was always the truth. And that was always honesty. But at the same time, I just was like, on it, like, I just don't have enough sex to like, I mean, I do, but it got to the point, I guess, where I realized the person that I've been seeing on and off for the past couple years, and obviously I've had like other people in between that, other partners in between that, but he was the one that I was having the most sex with, and it got to a point where I realized I really respect and love what we have, and there was a level of trust and intimacy and vulnerability in that relationship where I just didn't feel comfortable anymore sharing our stories online because it reached a point where there was a level of vulnerability and where there was a level of respect where I would look him in the eye and I would say basically like what happens in this room doesn't leave this room what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas but in this case what happens in Spokane stays in Spokane and so I just I kind of fell off and I think I like kind of got lost in all that because when I started this I said I always used to say it's not about the sex it's not about the sex like the sex stories are kind of my way in right they kind of like they kind of catch your ear and then I go into something else and I I talk about something else completely Um, but then I kind of fell off that because I was like oh if I'm not going to share sex stories anymore then what the fuck do I do share and I guess I realized, or I guess I convinced myself, like, the only message I could share was one regarding sex, and then when I reached a point where I didn't want to share about the sex anymore because I wanted to honor someone, even if, like, even though they didn't care, I should be, I should just say, first and foremost, they did not care, actually. They were huge fans. They are huge fans, or I don't even know, of clitoracy. And they did not care that I used to tell stories. But then I was like, it was just like a personal choice. And on top of that, I'm just kind of like throwing everything on you. I don't know if anyone else has just been feeling so overwhelmed with school. Like, I mean, these past two years, like we have literally been living through a pandemic. And it has been tough on the body. It has been tough on the mind. And if you just needed a break from something, if you needed to take a break from something that you loved step back and reassess and take time to for yourself or just focus on school like that's I mean that's what happened to me like I had to focus on school and work and kind of just forget about all the other stuff put it on the back burner because I needed to do the bare minimum to survive and to get myself out of bed every day and if that's where you are like do not do not I guess chastise yourself what's the word I'm looking for like do not do not be upset with yourself for doing what you did to have to survive and I'm sitting here I'm well I'm laying here and I'm saying that that's exactly what I had to do for these past couple years I felt like my emotions were all out of whack I felt like I was just going through so many ups and downs in my personal life that I couldn't even figure out that I couldn't even root out loss of friendship, loss of family, loss of, of, of like relationship, loss of self. And so it's like, how can I, how can I sit in front of a microphone and 
act as though I'm holier than thou, even though I would, I would never do that. But I felt like if I sat in front of a microphone to tell you how everything was going and give you advice, even if I was my most honest self, it just felt like maybe you shouldn't get advice from me or not like that. I'm trying to give advice. Like, I don't know. Like, I think about it now when I reassess what I want clitoracy to be, and I think about how I just want it to be a safe space. I just want it to be a space for you to listen, for you to connect, for you to be like, yeah, I've fucking done something like that too. I don't know. I mean, I've had some, I've had a crazy, 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 crazy year, and There were times where I was like, damn, I wish I could make an episode about this. But I just need to take the time. And I know probably no one is going to listen to this because, oh, on top of that, I don't have any social media. Um, I deleted all of my social media over the summer. And uh, with an exception for Snapchat, I did delete Snapchat and then I undeleted it and then I deleted it and it became an ongoing cycle for like... I don't even know, another eight, six or eight months, however long it's been since August. Um, But I deleted all my social media, Twitter, Snapchat, kind of, (laughs) Instagram. Um, I literally, I'm not even going to lie, for a while, I mean, even to this day, my brain was, like, still so attached to scrolling to the point where I, like, scroll every single day on LinkedIn. That is my form of social media. So if any of you guys have LinkedIn, you can follow me because... That's literally the only way that I get, like, the double tapping and the scrolling fix for my body. Um, And I actually just officially deleted Snapchat a couple of days ago, which I'm really... I'm kind of working through the motions of that, too. Um, Just because that means that I've closed that avenue of communication, which is really interesting. Um... But I don't know. I guess we can start. I guess there are things to tell you. Um, But I'm just kind of like, what the heck do I even say to the people that are listening? Hmm. I mean, I decided this year that I was going to put myself first. And I don't really know what that means. And I feel like, I don't mean to trauma dump, but when you've gone through trauma or when you've grown up around abusive relationships or you've been involved in an abusive relationship, I think there's a level of putting yourself first That's just kind of always there. And I don't know if anyone else has had that similar situation. Obviously, I'm not saying that this is how it is for everyone who's been through any sort of trauma because the body and the mind hold trauma in different ways. But for me, it's like, hold on, I feel like I should readjust the mic or I should readjust myself. For me, it's like there's this level of just not wanting to get hurt. And so I keep myself very closed off and I don't really like emotions. And when I do feel them, it really puts me all out of whack. 
And I know that's like not the best thing to admit (laughs) um, because that's something that I definitely need to work through. But it's just hard. Like there are days where emotions can be so overwhelming for me, especially when I'm in my feels where like I just... I can't move and I can't function and I have to lay in bed and I have to either cry or I have to try and shut myself off or I have to try and self-sabotage. And honestly, I wish I could have advice for that. I mean, I could give you my general spiel where I'm just like, know that you are loved and know that like when it comes to getting hurt, when it comes to opening up yourself or opening yourself up, It's not the worst thing in the world and that you you shouldn't shut yourself off from opportunities. You shouldn't self-sabotage. I can say all the do's and don'ts. I can say what you should and should not do. I can say what we've all been told before and say, this is why you shouldn't do this because in the future, you will just never be able to undo the hardening of your heart. Not like in the way that you're a bad person, but just all the walls that you've put up and like all the emotions that you have tried to discourage or suppress or try to disassociate from. And I can say all that, but here I am still struggling with it every single day. And it's hard because it's one of those things where it's like, I know what I should and should not do. And I think that's how it is for a lot of you guys as well. It's like, I know what I should and should not do. And then I've even had those moments of clarity where it's like, I'm going to step into this. I'm going to step into the should, right? I'm going to actually fall through my heart, my soul, my emotions, my body. We are all aligned in knowing that, for example, like if you wanted to ask someone out and the worst thing, and you're telling yourself the worst thing that they can say is no. And why do we take saying no as the worst, like as the worst possible outcome, why do we take it so seriously? Why do we take it to heart? Why do we take it as a stopping point? Like, wh- not like, hold on, not in the ways of consent, but like, why do we f- personally, when someone tells us no, shut down? And that's in that way. Sorry, <laughs> I was like that did not come out right. Um, give me a break because it's a uh, once again it's eight a.m. and it's my first episode back, and I don't really know how long it's been, but. When I have those moments of clarity where I'm like, I'm going to choose this. I'm going to step into this. God, I know I'm referencing God, but God and all of his weight and all of his force is behind me in this moment, right? Just like knowing full and knowing full and well, knowing damn well that when I step into this quote unquote should, when I align myself with this quote unquote should, I know that nothing can fucking stand in my way. And that isn't in relationships. That's in friendship. Well, friendships are relationship, but that's not in just intimate relationships. It is in familial relationships. It is in work relationships. It is in friendships. It is in intimate relationships, whether they be with a partner, whether they just be with someone that you have sex with, whether it be whatever it may be, however you're choosing to go through your life. There is a level of stepping into the no and being like, you cannot fuck with me. I am going to do this. And then that moment when it comes true, that moment when you you kind of fulfill your own self-fulfilling prophecy in a great way, not in a, in a bad way where you're like, oh, this is how it's going to be. 
oh, this is, this should not, oh, like, I'm never going to be able to move past this, I'm never going to be able to da-da-da-da-da, so then you purposely start to root out things that, oops, sorry, you purposely start to root out things that make that a self-fulfilling prophecy, it goes either ways, it goes either way, right? You either root out the things, like, for example, they're going to say no, if you want to, I, mean, I keep using a date as an example, but they're going to say, no, I'm me and they're them and no one would ever da 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 me and no one would ever da 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 me and everyone always chooses my friends and da 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 whatever it may be, whatever you're telling yourself, then you're going to purposely start to root out things that number one, look like they're fulfilling that in your mind, put yourself in a whole lot of hurt and then automatically close off whatever opportunity you're looking for from the beginning and here I am saying all these things and yet I still struggle with that every single day I struggle with it so much I need some water hold on sorry about that actually I need some more water it's your ASMR um I'm going to set the bottle down. But then, you know, you get to those moments where you're actually like, okay, I'm going to choose this and I'm going to step into this and I'm going to know that I am fucking powerful and I'm unstoppable and nothing can stand in my way because I have all the forces of the fucking world behind me because I am that person. I am that bitch. And then you have that self-fulfilling prophecy and you think to yourself, why the fuck? Why the fuck was I so afraid this entire time? Why the fuck was I so scared? Why was I just so... I don't know. Like, why? And then you get kind of upset with yourself because you're like, I could have had this, this, and this. And even if I didn't end up having that, that, and that, I would have said to myself you know what? Then I know that there's something bigger out there for me. I know that there's something more important out there for me. I know that there's something that I can't even not, that I can't even fathom that is beyond my wildest dreams that is out there for me. And even though I am looking at this and I'm thinking this is what is good for me, this is what is good for me. I'm not realizing that this no, it isn't a bad thing. Even if it's a job, if it's an internship, if it's Whatever it may be, whatever the no is for you, and let's say you step into everything and you give it your all, and then it doesn't end up being how you predicted the outcome, and you're thinking to yourself, well, is it because I wasn't confident enough? Is it was it was it because I was a self-fulfilling a negative prophecy? Was it because whatever it may be? And then you're like, no. Okay, so I got my no. I got my quote-unquote rejection. Am I going to let it stop me? Am I going to take it as the worst thing in the world? Am I going to immediately tell myself that I am not good enough, that I am not wonderful, that I am not strong enough, that I'm not powerful enough, that no one loves me, that no one sees me, that no one accepts me, that no one sees my abilities and my responsibilities and my power or whatever it may be? Am I going to tell myself that? Or am I going to be like, nah, (laughs) there's something better out there for me. Or am I going to look up and I'm going to say, thank you, universe. Thank you, whoever it may be, if there's something out there. Thank you, energies, vibrations. Thank you, God. Because I now see that I thought this is what was good for me, but it is not what is best for me. And I remember that was something I said in like one of the very beginning episodes. 
And I actually had, I had an interesting run-in with that the other day. And so I live in an apartment building and there is this guy that is my neighbor and we like, I mean, I've never really had like more than one conversation with him. One time he knocked on my door and asked if I had a lighter and I was like, I actually don't. And then I, this is really weird, but somehow I got into like having four different lighters. And now I think to myself, like, can he just knock on my door? Cause I have four lighters and I can finally give him a lighter. But, um, I have been passing his apartment these past couple weeks and Sorry. And every single time I've passed his apartment, I have heard screaming and I've heard fighting between him and his girlfriend. And it's like, okay, at one point I was eavesdropping because like she ended up throwing her phone outside my front door and like there was screaming and he was yelling like, get off me, get off me, like, please leave. And just like, so it got to the point where like, okay, you couldn't not hear the conversation. I was inside my apartment and I could hear the conversation inside my apartment. And it wasn't that I was like, ooh, there's drama. Like, oh, like, let me listen, let me listen. It was like, holy shit, this sounds like how I used to fight with my ex-boyfriends. Oops, that's my phone, sorry. I was gonna, I'm pulling something up, that's why. I was like, this sounds like how I, I used to fight with my ex-boyfriends. And it was a little bit triggering because I was like, I know what it's like to be in that position. I know what it's like to be in both positions, right? I know what it's like to, and I'm not going to go into like what they were fighting about, but it was just like, it was just like listening to a past conversation and being able to kind of time travel to my own experience with that. And then realizing like how much it sucks to be in that position, right? And so I left a note and it's really interesting because when I, I'm, I, I swear there's a full circle moment here um, and I'm going to read it, but I said, sorry, I'm readjusting. I didn't mean to eavesdrop and I know you don't know me. But one of the greatest pieces of advice I received when I was fighting with my ex was, what we think is good for us might not always be what is best for us. Sometimes I wish I would have been told, or something I wish I would have been told, was don't ignore all the bad shit by making excuses for, or by making the good stuff an excuse. Wow, I can't read my own handwriting apparently. We convince ourselves that because there are quote-unquote good parts, the quote-unquote bad parts, the yelling, the fighting, the hurt, the feeling unappreciated is worth it. The truth is you are deserving of more. Don't settle and convince yourself that this is all you're worth. I could be totally overstepping, but is this a dynamic you would want your mother involved in? Your best friend? Your sibling? If the answer is no, then don't diminish yourself. I hope you feel better and that this helps with any munchies. Also, your problems are valid. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Again, sorry for eavesdropping. And then I left a Twix because this dude, I swear, makes our apart, not our apartment, but like our hall, the apartment hall smell so loud. Is it smell loud or is it just loud? Because my sister told me that it was just loud. Like you just say, oh, it's loud out here. 
And I've always said it smells loud out here. And as you can tell, I'm not someone who fucking smokes. So if someone wants to give me a pointer, that would be nice. Um, but yeah, full circle moment is honestly just take that note and apply that to the different aspects of your life. And I feel like I've talked about this before and I feel like it's something I've really tried to drill into y'all's head. But it's something that I just think I need a reminder of every once in a while and you need a reminder of. And sometimes it's those moments where you're overhearing and you get that reminder and you're like, holy shit, I used to I used to be in that situation. Is this what is best for me? And sometimes you just need to take a reevaluation of everything in your life and then go based on that. Am I in a job that I feel is, is enriching me? That I feel is cultivating my passions? No. Is this what is best for me? No. Then fuck it. I'm going to go after my passions in life. I'm going to go after the things that I love. I hit a car the other day. Here, this is a story I can tell you. So... <laughs> I'm kind of just going all over the place, but this is a really funny story. So, you know, I'm going to call him Mr. Penguin. We all know Mr. Penguin, the faithful Mr. Penguin. Oh, Mr. Penguin. Um, Mr. Penguin and I, obviously, that is the person I've been referencing that I've been seeing for almost, that I've been talking to and seeing for almost two years. I have a couple of stories, if we want, um, that don't really dive into the sex aspect, but they're very, they're just interesting. Like, when I think about it, I'm like hello, what is going on here? Um, and obviously every single time I've like come on here, I've been like, oh, I don't like him. Oh, like, oh, friends. Like, oh, fuck that. Let's be honest here. I fell in love with the dude and I try to suppress those feelings and I try to shy away from those feelings and I try to tell myself that I was wrong and I try to convince myself that like everything I was feeling was wrong. Like, I deserve, like, I was like, this is not who I envision myself with. This is not da-da-da-da-da. But really, at the end of the day, let's be completely honest, I was just scared of being rejected and scared of having feelings and just having feelings to that extent because I don't think I've ever had feelings to that extent, even with all my previous previous relationships. I just always kept myself very guarded. And so for me to like have these feelings and not be able to stop them and be like, what the fuck is going on? It just put my body in all sorts of out of whackness. Like we already know I'm a pretty wacky individual, but it was just intense. Um, But anyways, Mr. Penguin, ooh, I don't even know where to begin with this specific story. I'm taking Latin. (laughs) Uh, highly don't recommend it. I actually, well, I love Latin, but Jesus Christ, it's a lot of work and it's an 8am and it's four out of five days of the week. Can you imagine if anyone knows me from high school, you know that I was late to class every single day. I still am late to class every single day and it's a 50 minute class. So I'm showing up like 10, 15 minutes late. I don't even know how I got a 97% my first semester, but I did. That's my subtle flex. Um, while all y'alls are speaking undead languages, I know elementary Latin, so carpe diem, bitches. (laughs) Carpe diem, motherfuckers. Um, anyways, I'm a California girl through and through, you can hear it in my voice. Uh, born and raised, we all know this, okay? Shout out to San Diego. 
I have another story about that. I think I'm just going to start sharing stories and we'll see where it goes. But I go to Latin in the school that I attend in Washington State. Please don't stalk me. Um, Even though I already gave away the city. So, And I'm walking to class. It's cold. I can, you know, I'm breathing air out. I'm mouth breathing and I see the fog coming from my mouth. And I'm like, ooh, it's, it's cold this morning. It's a little chilly this morning. So I walk to class. I sit through class with Paul and I'm just enjoying life and I walk back and I'm texting my friend and I look over at my car and I'm like, huh, my car has, has rolled down the hill it was parked on into Mr. Penguin's car. And I was like, oh no, oh no. Because no one told my California ass that when it gets warm enough and your car is on a, a patch or a sheet of ice and it starts melting, your car will move. So I start freaking out. I'm literally standing outside. I had texted my friend, oh, bitch. I think I hit so-and-so's car and I'm staring at my car literally on his car's ass and I'm like, number one, this is ironic. Number two, oh my fucking God, why does this, oh, I'm yelling now, sorry. I was like, why does this shit happen to me? Because I swear to God, for the past year, I'm not even lying to you, rain or shine, sickness and in health, whatever the circumstances may be. I have run into this dude almost every single day, at least one time. Sometimes it's like two to three times we have a run-in. And it's it's like weird. It's like, it just, it makes no sense to the point where like I started taking different routes. I started leaving for class at different times. I started coming back from class at different times. I was doing everything I could in the in-between. Obviously, we were still like, fucking each other but in the in-between I was doing everything I could to avoid him and then somehow I just ended up running into him even more and then it was just like it was a lot um anyways I'm like we were I think we were in like an off period like we weren't talking to each other I had blocked him because you know how I do when I get very overwhelmed and in my feelings I block people and then I unblock them and then I'm like sorry um and I think this was like my 32nd time of blocking him because I just I don't know and I'm like thinking to myself like oh my god oh my god oh my god like this dude always already finds me to be annoying as it is like we know I'm an, we know I'm a lot we know I'm an annoying personality I'm annoying but I'm fun when you get to know me I'm cute when you get to know me um but now my car has hit his car and it's like at this point like we he we already think each other like I've it's, it already seems like I'm stalking this dude unintentionally, right? Like, when, like we've talked about it before. He's like, oh, no, like, you stalk me. And I was like, no, you stalk me. And then, like, we go back and forth on that shit, right? But here I am. Like, I am stressed. I'm, like, I'm, I'm frantic. I think I am, like, screaming, okay? I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I don't even move my car because I don't even know what to do. I'm like 
panicking. People are looking out their windows because all you can hear is, oh my fucking God, I'm going to kill myself. So I finally moved my car and I'm stressed out. I'm so stressed I won't even check to see if there are damages, which is like number one, like, I don't know. See, as you can tell, I just was not in the right state of mind to be doing this. So I'm freaking out. I'm texting everyone. I'm texting my mom. I'm texting literally every single person. I was like, as if, as if my life, I was like acting as if this is the end of the world. I was like, as if my life can't even get any worse. Now I hit his car and he's blocked. And I was like, maybe I just won't tell him. And then I was like, no, like if it was literally every, any other person in the fucking world, I would tell them, even if it was a stranger, even if there was no damages, I would just say, hey, double check. So I was like, I'm going to leave a note. I'm going to leave a note and I'm going to leave it on his door and I'm going to say really, I'm sorry. And then, and I was still stressed out. Um, and I ended up going to buy this dude a pack of beer because I was so stressed. I didn't know what to do. So I go, I get him a pack of beer. I leave it outside his door. I wrote a note. I said, I'm so sorry. My car rolled into your car. I wasn't in it. I just went to class and I came back and I was like frantically writing this note too and trying to make myself breakfast as I was trying to go to class in 15 minutes and I ended up burning my finger and it was just a whole thing. Like it was the worst. And then I think I ended up seeing him like a week and a half later, I unblocked him and he was like, oh, look who's back. And I was like, what's up? Back on my bullshit. Uh, and we ended up talking and he was like, and all was good in terms of the car, but I was putting myself in a panic. It was the worst. Let's see. I have so many other stories, but I like don't know. I don't know if anyone even wants to hear them. <laughs> you know, I went back to San Diego. Oh my gosh. I went back to San Diego for like less than 30 hours this past December and it was such a crazy and healing experience and I don't need I I feel like I should talk about that as we know I have like you know I just oh ow sorry I have a lot of shit that I've grown up with that I'm obviously still working through when it comes to family when it comes to relationship I'm gonna hold them hello hello I think it's working now. Guys, I grabbed the mic. Yeah, okay. I think we're good now. I grabbed the mic and then I ended up cutting out and I was like talking for like freaking 15 minutes. And then I looked over and I was like, um, well, I don't even know where it left off. But I don't even know where the frick I left off. Oh, man. Okay. Well, as we know, I think I was saying that like I've been through a lot of crap and so I don't really have like the greatest familial relationships, which I think we've alluded to in the past. Um, but basically, my dad... I, I blocked my dad earlier this year for quite some time. And I was like, I do not want... I basically, am, I'm, I'm putting this boundary up. I, I need you to not contact me. I need you to just kind of leave me alone and let me be. And so I blocked him. Then he ended up making a fake number. And I was so annoyed over that because I was like, I have literally blocked you because I needed this boundary to be respected. And now you've created a fake number. And that's just so disrespectful to me. But anyways, um, finals week rolls around for my school. 
and I'm in my third year. And so I had just gotten an assignment sent out to me earlier that day. And it was due, I think, on Friday by like 5 p.m. It was due like three days from that. It was my last final. I had finished everything else. And my dad was unblocked at this point. And he ended up texting me. He was like, hey, like, are you still, are you almost done with finals? And I was like, oh, no, like, I'm not. But I'm like semi-close. Sorry, I cut myself at work the other day. Not the other day, yesterday. And so I just took off the Band-Aid. Um... But I was like, oh, like, he was like, when are you going to be done? And I was like, probably right before the due date. Like, I'm kind of procrastinating this assignment, which I'm, I've never done before. I'm not a procrastinator. I was like, I'm kind of procrastinating this assignment, but I'm also not. Um, but basically, I ended up getting a text. I don't know if it was like the next day or if it was later that day. I can't remember from my cousin. She was like, hey, have you heard from your dad? And my first thought was, I'm not even joking, it was yeah, he's been extra nice. And she was like, I was like, what happened? Did he kill himself? And I like kind of say that in like a jokingly manner, but at the same time I didn't like my very first thought was because my dad had sent me hearts in the message and he was like, okay, like good luck or something like that. And he sent like two red hearts and my dad has never, like my dad's not like that. We're not like that. We don't have a relationship like that. So I remember looking at that text and I was like, this is oddly suspicious. (laughs) Like this is, weird this is suspicious and I was like my very first thought was like he had to have killed himself because I'm I'm like 98% sure that my dad lives with a major depressive disorder and is pretty high functioning but that was just immediately where my mind went to so I guess you can tell like you can see kind of an in inside an in-depth in look into my family and my relationship with family um but she ends up texting me and she goes, Baba, which is my grandpa, has cancer. And I have basically kept my distance from San Diego. Um, I love San Diego and I love the friendships that I've made at San Diego or in San Diego. And I really, I treasure and value all the people that I, that have come through my life because of San Diego, because of living in San Diego And I think now that I look back on it, I feel like a lot of you from the area in which we grew up in can relate. I think I know that we, I know I was a low income student living in a very affluent neighborhood, but I don't think that, I don't shy from the fact that a lot of you, if any of you are still listening, were going through shit too. And I think when we look back like college and getting away from home, if you had that opportunity Um, it really changed the way that I view home. And I realized that San Diego will always be home, but it will be a home that I have to love from a distance. When, when you, when, I don't know, I guess it's like when people who go home that didn't kind of grow up the way that I did, they go home and they pass the area where they took pictures for prom they pass and they go on the drive where like they go to their fate like they go on the drive to get their favorite boat like their their boba from their favorite boba shop whatever it may be and I have those memories I have the memories of driving on the coast and and blasting the frights and blasting slimmers and hot flash heat wave and I have the memories of trying to surf and my top falling down and laying out on the beach and going to convoy and all the things I have my memories of first crowd surfing and all that. But when I go home, there's also a level of 
I'm in a house where I was physically and emotionally abused for years. I don't look at my the coffee table in my living room and think, oh, it's just a coffee table. I look at that coffee table and I think that corner, I almost cracked my head open when I was thrown against it. That corner bruised my spine. I look at the garage door and I think about how I've been choked up against it. I I sit in a car and I think about how I was slapped and, and pushed and hit and thrown against the window of the car. I think about all these things. And so that's, that's my, that's what I'm battling with when I'm at home. And I realized like, it's really hard to go home and, and to not only be in that position, but it's hard to go home where one of my abusive ex-boyfriends lives currently and there's a part of me where like I'm I'm honestly I don't want to go home I'm afraid to go home to this day he still harasses my friends thankfully he is blocked and like I've taken precautions like that's another reason that I, I deleted my social media was because I just needed to kind of like get away from that but to this day almost a year later no, more than a year later, he is still contacting my friends. He is calling them. He is sending them texts. He is harassing them. And so that's also another factor of why I don't want to go home. Sorry, I'm just kind of like listing all the reasons. But I swear this is a great story because it ended up being such a healing experience, which I did not expect whatsoever. Um, but I end up I end up getting this text saying Baba has cancer. And I have never really felt loved by a lot of my dad's side of the family. I mean, I was not the greatest child, but there's just there's just been a lot of shit. And I've never really felt loved. And Baba was like he's he's alive still, so I should be but Baba is like the one person that I love more than anything in the world. The one family member like that I absolutely adore. That I wish I could just hug him all the time and like he is like he's my grandpa you know like he like second dad right there um I remember I was telling my mom like earlier this year she I was like the only reason I would even want to get married young is so Baba can come to my wedding <laughs> like that was that's my logic that's my mindset and I I have always felt loved by Baba I've always felt treasured by Baba I've always felt like seen by Baba if that makes sense and so I get this text that Baba has cancer and I'm in a, I'm in a study room in my apartment building, right? Cause I still live on campus. Um, and I start crying. Like I literally bent over. I like keeled over on the floor and I was just sobbing my eyes out and my, like I have roommates. And so I was like, I can't cry in the apartment. Cause I was like frantic I was calling everyone I was texting everyone I was like like it was I don't even like I've never really reacted that way I didn't think I could react that way I was like what are these emotions that I'm feeling right now like holy fuck so I I was wearing eyeliner we know what happens to me when I'm wearing eyeliner and this entire time actually I had been texting Mr. Penguin because I was supposed to go over to his house 
And so I ended up going to my car because my car is my safe space. I don't know if you guys have safe spaces, but like I grew up spending more time in my car than in my house because I really didn't want to be in my house. So I used to like sit in my car until my dad would go to sleep after work. Um, so I, I don't know why, but it's just like, that's my safe space. Like even now I will spend hours in my car. Like I'll just watch a movie in my car because it's just what I'm so, it's what I'm used to. And it's where like I find comfort and I find like a time to de-stress is like, and be by myself is in my car. I highly recommend like just sitting and blasting music and having a good cry. Cause that's what I do. So I went to my car and I was just sobbing and I remember I texted him and I was like he because he was texting me and I was like yeah I can't I can't come over and he was like what why and I was like um because I'm currently like crying in my car and he was like like what's wrong da 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 and I was like I like I was just like I just can't come over I just can't come over and then I was like no actually like I don't want to be alone right now like I realized I didn't want to be alone and I was like are you at home? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, are you alone? He was like, yeah. And so I just walked into his apartment because <laughs> I um, do that now. But I just was like, he knew like it wasn't like a disrespectful um, crossing of a boundary, but I just walked in and I sat on his couch. I think maybe I washed my face. I like can't remember. And I just cried on his couch <laughs> just cried. Um, and then I ended up calling my mom because my mom, like my mom has also gone through some shit and she talks about it. And she says like the only person who has ever been really truly, truly, truly kind to her was Baba. She's like the only time he's like, he's only ever gotten mad at me one time in 10 years. He was only ever mean to me one time in 10 years. Um, and so I was like, I have to go see him because the type of cancer this is, it's extremely regressive, aggressive and regressive. Um, it's glioblastoma. And so the, the doctor first and foremost has given him two to three months to live. Um, but it's the type of cancer where you can see him one week and then the next week he's just not really that person anymore or he could not be that person anymore. Um, and so I was like, I have to go. <laughs> um, to go back to San Diego, which is stressful in and of itself, but I just, I have to go say goodbye one last time. Um, so my mom, I was like, mom, I need you to go with me. I was like, I can't, I, I can't not go. I can't go by myself basically. And there was a whole lot of other things going on. My dad didn't, my dad wanted me to come down and then he didn't want me to come down because they actually hadn't told my grandpa that he was dying from cancer. And I was pissed off at that. I was like, this is so disrespectful to his autonomy. He doesn't have dementia. Like, this is not okay. You need to tell him this is his right. Like it was a whole thing. And so my dad thought I was going to like secretly tell him. And I was like, dad, I don't, what am I going to say? I speak like four words of Dari, you know, like Maktab, Chishma, like, mm -hmm be still yak, like, I'm gonna go up to him, and I'm gonna be like, 21, dude, you're dead, you know, like, I don't fucking know what to say, and so my mom and I end up flying out, oh my god, it was like almost $2,000 for us to go for 30 hours, but I, I would not trade that for anything in the world, um, but we end up getting picked up, my dad gave us his car, we went, and we saw Baba, and it was so crazy. It was the craziest 30 hours of my life because first and foremost, it was so healing. Normally, like 
when we like when you go to like an elder's house when you go to your grandparents house in the afghan culture it's kind of like everyone's just sitting around they're talking um there's like not a lot of like la- like there is laughter but it's not it's just kind of like there's silence and then someone will say something and then someone will respond and then there's kind of more silence and just kind of sit and then like you reach a point where you're like okay like if i've been i've been here long enough i'm gonna say goodbye now like hello office like you know but there was just so much laughter in the house and I've never like experienced that amount of laughter. It was crazy. Like I, like I, it was like healing laughter. It was like joyful laughter. It was like laughter from the fucking heavens. Like, I don't know how to explain it. We were all sitting there and we were just laughing and it was just such a healing moment. It felt like there was a whole lot more going on with the laughter and then later that night, my mom and I end up going to pick up my dad because he was letting us use his car. And we go and pick him up and we end up going to a bar, <laughs> which was crazy because never in my life would I think that first and foremost, my dad, my mom and I all got dinner, which has never happened. Like they have not, my dad has not been able to be in a room with my mom for more than two minutes other than like dropping a kid off and saying hi and like for the past couple years. So all of a sudden we're at a bar, we're at dinner. My dad was like, do you want to get a drink? And I was like, dad, like I still don't drink. And he was like, you still don't drink? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, so like we're sitting in a bar. We're like talking. It was crazy. My dad is drinking. I've never, ever, ever like leisurely seen him drink. Like it's kind of like a big no-no. Like I knew that he's had some drinks before, but like it was just insanity. We're all talking to each other. We're like, we're like sitting down and having a family dinner, basically, which is so crazy. I don't, I still don't know like what the heck happened. And then like, that was so crazy. Then we go back to my grandparents' house. We all end up sitting and we're all like laughing. Like my dad, my mom, and I are all sitting on a couch together and we're laughing and it's absolutely insane. And then I think I ended up like texting my dad and I was like, like, I love you. And he was like, I love you too. And he was like, I know like we've had our ups and downs, but I hope you know, like I'm not that person anymore. And like, basically like he was trying to be affectionate in the way that only emotionally deprived individuals know how to be affectionate. So like, it was like, it was crazy. You know, it's like one of those things where like, you get it. Like if you're pretty closed off as an individual and then like, there's like a tiny little thing, like, you know, those hearts and you're like, like, you know how my dad texts me those hearts and you're like, whoa, what the heck is happening here? Um, it was like that. And then the next day we're all in the air, like we, he was taking us to the airport and we kind of arrived really early cause it was dead. It was like five 30 on a Sunday. And like, I kid you not, there was like no one at the San Diego airport, which is really weird. Um, and it was right before the holiday. So I'm really confused by that, but we're all sitting outside And then we end up taking a picture with each other. Like, we end up taking pictures, which, once again, can you imagine how crazy that is? Like, I'm, like, thinking about this, and I'm, like, I still don't believe, like, my mom and I, we were talking about this, and we were, like, what the fuck? Like, this is, first of all, this is my first time my mom has seen any of that side of the family in 10 years. She saw my grandparents one time, like, I think four or five years ago, but it was, like, for 15 minutes. It was so crazy. It was just like, like, oh, and there was like more experiences like with my uncle where my uncle was like being like genuinely kind 
to like my dad. It was like, it was just so, it was so insane. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like things that I have never seen before. Things that I've never thought to be possible before happened. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was supposed to show me that like San Diego is not something I should be afraid of because healing things can happen in San Diego. I don't know. Actually, the other day I was feeling super, super homesick and I texted someone and I was like, actually, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that, say that, but it was really cute. They, um, that was a whole thing. They sent me a picture of the sky cause I really needed to see the sky, which is so weird. So I don't know, maybe I, that's something I have to work through is like working through my own fear about going home. Um, and knowing that there's nothing to be afraid of because I'm not going to let that shit stop me. I don't know. I have so many other stories, you guys. Now that I'm thinking, but we're almost at an hour and I don't really know what the vision is for this podcast. I mean, I have sex stories still. Um, I have a crazy story about timing and like the feeling of deja vu, which is once again, absolutely insane. How just the world works, how the little things that happen work. Um, that's a crazy, I mean, that would be a whole episode in and of itself. But I don't really know where I want to take this. I honestly was supposed to work out. Maybe this is like just me like avoiding the workout by making this episode. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm back. And then I'm going to disappear for six months. And it's because I didn't want to work out today. Um, but I've reached a point where I do, I mean, I do think that there's something here. And I think, I mean, just kind of like throwing all my ish out there and like hoping it kind of makes sense has always worked for me. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I, I just, I want you to know that you are so loved. And I know I say that at the end of every episode and then I go into my whole spiel about like how you are loved. You are light. You are unstoppable. And I believe all that shit wholeheartedly. But I just want you to know that if there was any time in these past two years where you have felt like you are at a stopping point, where you have felt like the world has been too much, where you felt like you, I don't know, were diving into some bad habits, where you were holding on to some self-destructive tendencies, I just want to say same. Been there, done that. Feel you on that. Um... And I'm going to talk about that later, but this was kind of my mini update. Um, I'm saying um a lot. Uh, I think I'm going to um, upload this unedited, so we'll see how that goes. But I have so much to share. A lot has changed in terms of friendship, in terms of friendship, in terms of just everything, relationship, sex. And I've learned a lot. And it, honestly, I might just do it where I babble about things because that's kind of how I roll now um but I've learned a lot and I'm excited to share and I'm excited to talk and if anyone is still listening to this just know that you are loved you are appreciated you are adored you are worth more than anything in the world you are more precious than any diamond than any ruby than any emerald than any jewel i'm just gonna start listing all the jewels than any quartz than any diamond did i already say that than any, than any opal what are the birthstones i don't even know um but just know that you are you are worth so much and i hope that you have a great day
Now that I'm thinking about it, I have like so many things that I want to share. Like I went to Paris. I have stories about Paris. I went to freaking Paris and that was crazy. And I have so many things. Okay. I feel like I've revitalized my passion, but if I like disappear <laughs> for a bit, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we'll get into it. I'll get into it more in depth, but this is my, hey, I'm back again. I don't know what episode is, how many episodes have I titled, hey, I'm back or guess who's back or what is it? Someone's coming to dinner. I don't even know. What should this title be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. We'll see. Okay. Well, I hope some of this made sense. I hope you understand the reasons why I took a break. And I hope that you remember to give yourself... Oh, my God. You you don't need to be driving that loud. Even though I'm pretty sure that's how I drive. Um, I hope you remember to give yourself grace. Because grace has been my best friend. And don't give yourself grace and then not kind of like work on yourself, you know, like give yourself grace and then continue to do the self-destructive habits. Don't do that. Um, cause I've done that. Not worth it. <laughs> Let me give you an inside tip. Not worth it to do the same thing over and over again. If the same thing that you're doing over and over again makes you want to cry and makes you very, very sad. Um, but yeah, give yourself grace. Remember to give yourself grace. Remember to love yourself and remember that I'm always here. But I also have no social media and I don't want to give my number out. But if you have my number or if you want to ask someone for my number, please feel free to text me. I would love that if you just need someone to talk to, if you just need someone to like share a funny sex story with or whatever it may be, let me know. You can email me too. <laughs> if you're on, if you go to GU, GU who's who, guys sag mail it up just kidding um but yeah that's where i'm at so i'm gonna end this i think yeah let's do it see you next time maybe see you next week maybe in two weeks though because latin's really kicking my ass right now but i'm gonna be back and i have stories and you should be excited because i have actually some crazy stories now that i think about it especially sex stories and you guys are gonna be like oh my god she just went on this whole thing about how she wasn't gonna share sex stories but now she is so okay i'm done goodbye have a great day bye